You are listening to Preston's Poetry Podcast. In the last two episodes, I shared my view that poetry is concentrated, meaning that what makes poetry different from prose is that it reduces a lot of things it wants to say to as few words as possible. Learning to understand poetry, then, is like being able to unpack a densely stuffed suitcase, decompress a zip file, eat a rich dessert instead of a plate of meat and potatoes. In my own work, I begin to doubt how approachable this sort of concentration is. Essentially, My point about poetry being concentrated implies that for a poem to be really good, it should make a big philosophical point and do so in a tiny amount of space. This means the poem is dense. Now, while this does mean that a dense poem has a lot to offer you, it also means that it takes a lot more work to unpack it, so much that maybe most people give up. Well, in this episode, I want to share one way that poets help overcome that learning curve. Rhyme. That's right, good old classic rhyme. While I normally read the poems, there's actually a recording of Edna St. Vincent Millay reading this herself. It's called Recuerdo. At the time, she just called it by the first line. We were very tired, we were very merry. So you'll hear her repeat it, but in any case, this is the poet herself, Edna St. Vincent Millay, reading Recuerdo. We were very tired. We were very merry. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. It was bare and bright and smelled like a stable. But we looked into a fire. We leaned across a table. We lay on a hilltop underneath the moon. And the whistles kept blowing and the dawn came soon. We were very tired. We were very merry. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. And you ate an apple and I ate a pear. From a dozen of each we had bought somewhere. And the sky went warm and the wind came cold. And the sun rose dripping a bucket full of gold. We were very tired. We were very merry. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. We hailed, good morrow, mother, to a shawl-covered head and bought a morning paper, which neither of us read. And she wept, God bless you for the apples and pears. And we gave her all our money but our subway fares. This is a nice classic example of rhyme. You may have picked up on it. We were very merry rhymes with all night on the ferry. When I first listened to the poem, it was stuck in my head like a song for days. So strange to have a piece of literature stuck in my head, repeating those first two lines. So I tried to memorize it. Now I've read a lot of poems, and I can even talk about some of them for a very long time but I have only maybe one or two actually memorized. The rhymes at the end help me predict what should come next. Instead of memorizing all of them individually, I can remember 
Mm. Mary. Mm. Fairy. Then stable. Table. Moon. Soon. The catchiness of the poem helps me actually carry this along and think about it. Now, if good poetry is dense, then rhyme is like a very good hiking backpack. It helps you carry it along, making it comfortable to bring and to unpack. Ah, but you may have not caught on to the fact that there are several types of rhyme in Recuerdo. That's right, there are types of rhyme. Mary and fairy are called end rhyme because the rhymes occur at the end of the line and at the end of the words. This is what many people learn to be rhyme. Roses are red, violets are blue, I love reading poetry, and now you do too. Blue, too. End rhyme. But there's also internal rhyme, which is when words rhyme within the lines rather than just at the end. I found a few examples. The first glaring one is we were very merry. Also here. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. It was bare and bright and smelled like a stable. Night, bright, very, and merry are rhymes that occur in the middle of the lines rather than just at the end. So they are called internal rhymes. There are some more examples in Recuerdo depending on what you count as rhyme such as repeated end sounds, like shawl-covered head, with the end sound duh, but these aren't as clear in-your-face rhymes, so we'll just leave that to the scholars to decide. Poetry from the Middle Ages, as well as modern poets like Gerard Manley Hopkins, T.S. Eliot, or Charles Williams, really lean into internal rhyme. Even more contemporary examples are basically any spoken word artist, like Amanda Gorman, will use internal rhymes. They sort of overload the mind with unforeseen patterns. You hear the rhymes occur when you don't expect them. It's mesmerizing and entrancing. It gives us the idea that we're somewhere else, somewhere transcendent. Maybe like we're being tickled. But anyway, more on this in a later episode. So thus far, though, we have end rhyme, stable table, merry fairy, and internal rhyme, we were very merry. We'd gone back and forth all night on the ferry. It was bare and bright and smelled like a stable. But there's also a third type, initial rhyme. It's when the beginning of the words sound alike. You might have learned this as alliteration. Edna St. Vincent Millay snuck these in there, and it works like a double pulse. It was bare and bright and smelled like a stable. And the sky went wan, and the wind came cold. We hailed, good morrow, mother. In fact, there's initial rhyme in the very first line, and we missed it entirely. We were very tired. This double pulse gives us the feeling of the heartbeat of being in love, of two people with like sounds going back and forth on a ferry feeling the waves. There's a kind of frivolity a whimsy, carefreeness, such happy-go-lucky behavior that they just give the old woman the apples and pears and, quote, all our money but our subway fares. The rhymes raise the feeling of the poem to something greater than just play. We suddenly feel ourselves in the palm of the poet, speaking to our fantasies, our imagination, our hearts, rather than just hearing the story itself. Plus, all of these rhymes and these rhythms 
help us actually memorize it to carry it with us more. Anyway, let's hear it one more time. We were very tired. We were very merry. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. It was bare and bright and smelled like a stable. But we looked into a fire. We leaned across a table. We lay on a hilltop underneath the moon. And the whistles kept blowing and the dawn came soon. We were very tired. We were very merry. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. And you ate an apple, and I ate a pear. From a dozen of each we had bought somewhere. And the sky went warm, and the wind came cold, and the sun rose dripping, a bucket full of gold. We were very tired. We were very merry. We had gone back and forth all night on the ferry. We hailed, good morrow, mother, to a shawl-covered head and bought a morning paper, which neither of us read. And she wept, God bless you for the apples and pears. And we gave her all our money, but our subway fares. It's a lovely little poem, and it's really one of my favorites. Perhaps eventually there will be poems on here that I'm not so crazy about. But this poem has achieved in me exactly what it's about. I've fallen in love with it. I'm infatuated. If you want to try it out yourself, you can take the Roses are Red, Violets are Blue end rhyme scheme to the next level by adding in some initial and internal rhymes. It'll make your poem less predictable, give those rhymes a boost, and be catchier so that your reader will be so infatuated with your poem that they will carry it around, singing it in their head, unpacking it throughout their day. Hey y'all, Preston here. Thanks for tuning in. My favorite lines of today's poem were and the sun rose dripping a bucket full of gold. Tell me yours or ask me stuff on Preston's Poetry Podcast Instagram or Facebook page or via the website, Preston's Poetry Podcast.com. We'll see y'all.